Never. It was but it never was Donovan. when you're in school growing up. It was always Donovan. No. I mean, it was always Donovan, but it was always Donovan. It was always spelled Donovan, but it's but it was Donovan. everyone says Donovan. Not behind my back, probably. Yeah, I mean, we Wait, to my face, no. But there are other people in the school, like kids in the school, probably named Don. Same spelling, but they go with Donovan, right? No. Oh, really? No, it's in Boston, always Donovan? it's Donovan. Oh, what oh, about Boston, here? Okay. What did you experience here? Did you Donovan? Have... Yeah. Yeah. Damn it! It's like it's an injustice all... against you. Injustice. And, and you know what I did? I moved away. <laughs> <laughs> you went for where they accepted you. All right, let's do this. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. And Neil. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hey there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number four C podcast. Email us. We love that stuff. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen on the Riotcast Network. Today's guest, according to Twitter, our guest today is an overall bon vivant. Originally a comedian from Boston, Massachusetts. He's not only that, but a real deal radio personality. The co-host of the Heather and Steve show on WWLI Light Rock 105.1 Providence. Steve of the Steve, Stephen Donovan. Good morning. Good morning. Good what morning. This is, this is nice. <laughs> you Look like at this. That? You like that? Let's do you. Whoa. See how we do it here? Uh, Stephen Dunman, Libra, uh, youngest of three boys. Dad's a Boston cop. Uh, <laughs> he died two years ago. Uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, well, how did you get from... Allergies. Let's <laughs> Which allergies? Dogs, cats. Really? All those? Oh, yeah. Like okay. really big allergies or just kind of allergies? Not like EpiPen, you could drop dead allergies, but that's wicked annoying allergy. Uh, oh, wow. Well, okay. How did you uh, get from Boston to New York City? Tell us that story. I was a Because I met you here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I moved in May of uh, 03. Yeah. No, May of 96. What were you doing? To New there? York. I had been a junior high school Spanish teacher. Really? Oh. Yep. So you speak fluent Spanish or are you no. just. No. <laughs> no. How do you get that? Wait. My you're... uncle was the guidance counselor at the middle school. And he's like. And they're like, uh, Steve, we need a. Uh, two habla. A, a third Spanish teacher. We have two. We need yeah. a third. <laughs> and I had graduated that year prior from Syracuse. Drove out with a buddy of mine to L.A. to be a stand-up there. But when we got, when we leave, was it Lake Tahoe? When we were leaving Lake Tahoe, I hit a family from Seattle in my friend's car. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I don't want to be your friend anymore. So I was like, okay, I, I guess I'm going to move back home. So I moved back home, and I was a waiter at Fridays and, right. and stuff like that. And so I did minor in Spanish. My uncle was like, you want, want a job teaching kids Spanish? I'm like, yeah. You didn't need it. Don't you need a but master's? You were going, oh, yeah. But you were going to LA to be a comic. Right. The crash stopped that? Yes. That was it? You're yeah, like, it was pretty awkward. Life's telling me something? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if, 
I don't know. But uh, it was, you know, my buddy at the time was the, the only person I knew in L.A. Uh, okay. And I was going to so live with it. him. Yeah, yeah. So, and then it. he was so bullshit that I uh, hit his Acura Integra, you know. Uh, <laughs> that was the end. It, it was too awkward. And yeah, you've I never couldn't. talked to him again? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's a close friend. He boy. hasn't come back and Facebooked you? I mean, I'm sure we've said right. hey, but uh, nothing sure. of any substance. What is he doing? Do you even know? He was in L.A. to be an agent, and then uh, he, I don't know, I lost Mr. Track. Harvey Weinstein. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It would have been <laughs> Michael Could you imagine, Ovitz. Yeah. Could you imagine some crazy yeah. story? Michael Ovitz. Yeah. Yeah. The most powerful man in Hollywood? His name turned out to be Dave Becky. Yeah. He produces every <laughs> show. <laughs> So yeah, so that's yeah, that would have been a better twist of fate. Um, so you come back, wait. So you you need a master's degree to teach. Anything. Ideally, you you do. Yes, some and, certification, something. And I was paid for the minutes I was in the classroom, yeah, and hourly rate and nothing else. So like Fridays, Fridays I had like a an eight thirty to nine fifteen class, and then like an eleven thirty to twelve fifteen class. So in between, I was out in the in the playground playing basketball <laughs> by myself <laughs> because you know and then uh You're the tw- kids like were like 22 21 yeah i was 20 i had i was 21 turned 22 right and so as i mentioned my dad died a couple years ago mm-hmm. so my mom is clearing the house out of stuff and so she finds the briefcase that i had <laughs> then and she's like, I'm just going to throw it away. Do you want it? I was like, yeah, I'll take a look at it. Oh, no. Filled with work that had yet to be corrected from <laughs> 1995, 96. So you're a bad Spanish teacher. Yeah. But I could, I could, and this is probably veering into creepy town land. Mm-hmm. I could go on Facebook and find these students who are now in their mid-20s and say, I have your report from Spanish <laughs> class yeah, yeah, yeah. when you were in eighth grade. Most of them are in jail because they failed out of school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're probably yeah. learning Spanish yeah. now yeah. in jail. Yeah. Uh, so wait, I, yeah, were you doing stand up in college? No, no. I was I, I did the morning radio show at the school station. Oh, okay. Where did the stand up from LA come from? Like I'm going to LA to do I just stand up. Wa- I just wanted to be that. Oh wow, that's a big that's a big move there. Wait, so, so did you get thrown out of uh, the school and then came here? No, I just quit. Because you can't, I mean, they knew more Spanish than you? Or? No, no, I, I had gone to, I had a buddy in Brooklyn and on Christmas break, I had gone down to see him and they had these advertisements that NYU had a film and television acting workshop that they offered in the summertime. And I was like, I definitely want to do that. That would be fantastic. And they're like, yeah, great. We'd love to have you. It starts in May mm-hmm. and the school year ends at the end of June. And I was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going back. It. But I loved it. But I knew I was terrible, and I knew to get good, <clears throat> I would need years of master's degrees and right. training and stuff like that. And I just didn't love it enough to to sacrifice that much time and money. So I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna quit. And you moved down here. I moved down here with that guy. No. Oh, with what guy? With whoever you were meeting here. No, no, he was already here. Oh, okay. Yeah, he and his wife were already here in Brooklyn. But you enrolled in that program. I did enroll in that program. Oh, f- to make film and television. So to, to do, uh, so there was, there was. Did you make a film at the end of that class? Like, did you make that? that no, it was film? like, a, it was like a Whitman sampler. I want to sampler. see that if you made it. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> that would be terrible. Because it was uh, like a Whitman sampler of acting stuff and writing stuff and production stuff. And oh, so, cool. Yeah. So that must have been super exciting because you come oh, to New York. God. I mean, that's like, that's. 
that's why you come to New York. Yeah. That's so, like an exciting moment. It was so yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So great. He loved it here. You became an NBC page, right? I did. How did yeah. that Okay, so get me to that. So I took a among the classes at the NYU thing was a girl that I met who was also a page had been a page and so she gave me a recommendation and so then I got the page gig and that was also that a cool gig they said it's harder to get into Harvard than to be an NBC page <laughs> like, like, like the people that apply and get rejected more get rejected at NBC, at NBC page and where did they Harvard. place you where were you where did they place you like I was uh, so the NBC page program if you've seen 30 Rock you, you know the deal so you give the NBC studio tour everybody does but then among that pool of like 70 or 80 people you're eligible to be assigned different places so i did the uh, the today show that summer uh-huh. i did the uh thanksgiving day parade <laughs> so so the day of thanksgiving that year so this would have been 97 this would have been 20 years ago the director says okay this is the night before okay i'm giving you these scripts you are going to hold on to them and then the next person that's going to touch them is al roker and Katie Kirk. Uh oh. That's it. So you're <laughs> so you're not you're not giving them to a uh, yeah. to a to a landlord or to a, like a landlord. To, you're uh, not doing the a super. St- stage reading that night at the local bar. No. So I had <laughs> to go into he, their house. The last time he heard the speech was, uh, "Here's yeah, yeah. my Acura. You're yeah, driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong?" Yeah. And so driving from uh, Thirty Rock oh, no. to Al Roker's uh, apartment in the Upper East Side, I hit a family from Seattle. It was odd. It was unbelievable. Same family. Same family. They were so... You again? They couldn't believe it. <laughs> All right, keep going. Life is... What happened with so the scripts? You could see... No, no. So I, oh, so I went okay. to Al Roker's house. Oh, okay. So I went to Al Roker's house, and I went to Katie Couric's house. Katie Couric's house at the time, uh, Park Ave, It oh, the elevator opened into her apartment. Yeah. yeah like yeah. there's no floor. Neil's brother's apartment does that. That's how oh, I thought really? I was yeah. going to live, but I was a little off. Amy Schumer. <laughs> Scratch tickets, Neil. That's yeah, how to that's do it. You know it's left. fancy when it happens. <laughs> that's my only dream. <laughs> Unless this podcast kicks in. We had 100 listeners last week, so we're doing well. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That is well, 100? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like 20 Maybe of Maybe because you swear so much. Yeah, I, I did. The kids I, love I, it. I try never to curse, but I'm cursing a lot lately. Uh, I, I guess I'm just so excited. It is the season. That's well, true. We, we, yeah, this podcast, but I, I hope it, it needs to kick in soon because I feel like there's something else coming. Well, it's going up. Christmas. Up. We're, we're, by the time Steven airs, we'll be up to a thousand. No, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm going to bring I mean, him there's in. something else coming, not that's going to replace podcasts. I can ISIS? feel it. I, I, oh. Yeah, something. What oh, is some it? Oh, like thing. a technological uh, development? There's a next thing out there. Oh. I just, I'm trying to, I don't know. Uh, can you get to back to Steven? It. Yeah, sorry about oh, that. Wow. If you think about what it is, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. All right, so now you're you're working at NBC. So I'm working at NBC. It only lasts for a year, and then you're... you're When's you're the first out. time you do stand-up, though? You, you, you've already the started. summer of 98. Oh, you had not started stand-up yet? I had done improv in Boston. At the Improv Boston. And no stand-up in college. No stand-up in college. And so the first time I did stand-up was at Hamburger Harry's. Oh, I love that place. Oh, Gladys. Gladys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. In, so Gladys Simon had a place here called ha- Hamburger Harry's yeah. around Times Square area. And I think it was 45th. Yeah. So I think it was 40. It was me, Alex Sulkin, yeah. who went on to do Family Guy. Right. Uh, Julius Sharp. Yeah, I remember that guy. Who or I paged with. Uh-huh. Um... He's writing on the like Gaffigan. Gaffigan. Uh, Who everybody started knows Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lynn Coplitz. Yeah. Uh, Chris Snyder, who uh, left the biz. Van Horn. Really? He yeah. was he was an alum of the. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, Maneve probably was down there. 
was also a page. No, wasn't he? Maneev was also a page. And Dino Bedala was, was a page. And Dino Bedala. Yeah. Yep. And he's on CNN constantly. Oh. The voice of the Muslims. The, the huggable Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good crew. Oh, it was it was great. That's it a was good so, it was crew. it was an adventure. It was like we were like a crime fighting super team of yeah. hacks. I probably started two years before you, but I was in Jersey and by the time I got here in ninety late ninety seven, ninety eight, that's where then you start running into all these characters eventually. But right. I never so, did Gladys's for some reason. So like third Mike Danny Cohen. Yeah. I did shows with him because he would put on shows anywhere. The laundromat. The laundromat. Yeah. Where we had a regular homeless guy. <laughs> in the front row, uh, we did it at the checkout of the federated. I remember, I remember that. I did the laundry map, but I, never, I remember the checkout show. Yeah, yeah, that's. Fu- I remember that. Oh, the and it was just show, right? anywhere yeah. you could find people who couldn't leave yeah. because they were there to do something else. <laughs> we did a show. It was fantastic. It like because back in the day, I was working at restaurants too. It seemed like every restaurant once they figured out to stand up, they would all be like, uh, "Should we do a stand up night?" Like they all, every, they, so everyone, everyone, everyone was ready for the shows. But then as, as I, the more I did it, the more I realized when they, when a restaurant was asking that question, they were at the end of the line. It was about to fold. Yeah. yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing open comedy, that's the end of the, that means you've lost all your money. Oh, you're closing. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. We were thinking about a stand-up show. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, this day must be broke. Or be stage a fire. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That, um, so take me, how'd you get in the strip? I want to get to there because I want you to tell me a Lucian story because I'm sure you got one. So two. the strip was... Um, that was your first big pass? That was the first big pass. Is that where you met Sherrod and Tony, your boys? No, I met Sherrod and Tony when we were doing bringer shows at the old Gotham. And you can't get on if you don't have the requisite number of people. So it was like five or seven or whatever. And so they both are in... in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, right. and I'm not. This is Sherrod Small and Tony Rock, Chris right. Rock's younger brother. So who, however it would go, mm-hmm. whoever got their people first hit their quota, any extras would go to the other person. Right. So they always had their quota, and I was always struggling. And so <laughs> it's so awful. Though. I'm the whitest man in captivity, <laughs> and Sherrod and Tony are not. And so their friends from the bowels of Brooklyn would be like, yeah, I'm here to see Steve Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Come right in. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice of them. Yeah, I never did the new Gotham. I only did the old the Gotham. old Gotham. Yeah. And it, how'd you get in the strip? Or when'd you get in the strip? I w- they got in first, yep. and we all hung out there every night under the guise of, well, we're going to be here every night performing anyway, so you might as well get used to us, and right. did late night. And uh, I got past, I went, I got denied by Starla the first time. And then the second time I got through, and then and then Lucian put me through November 15th, 98. Nice. What did he say to you? Do you remember any? Um, mm, they're a good host. He said, um, you know, I, I don't. I just remember before that summer, so, the, so there's the big home run chase of Sosa and McGuire. And so it's like July. And we're hanging out, me, John Bush, and Lucian. And the talk the whole summer was who's going to hit the most home runs. Right. And we, we each made a pick. And so then Lucian says, well, what should we be betting for? <laughs> and John Bush jumps up and says, weekend spots for Steve. <laughs> well, I don't see that happening. <laughs> 
he won't make that. He bet. won't make that bet. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had too much. Damn it. That's funny. He was a piece of work. I mean, we we talk about Lucian sometimes on this show. And oh, he like, is. Do you remember a any mythic? Myth. I remember he had some disease where parts of him were falling off. Yeah, scleroderma. He, he would cough, and things would come, like like the old. Like Jaws, when they got the one shark and they cut it open to see, like, <laughs> he would cough and a boot would come out, and an old can. Oh You're like, my oh God. man, it's awful. I know. One time we went to a baseball game and uh, it was somebody got us tickets, and I was sitting next to him. He was full coughing, 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 right? And yeah. I looked down. I was wearing long sleeve. I had like, like shrapnel, shrapnel on, on my right arm, like just hot dog pieces and God knows what. A free fixings bar. It was horrible. <laughs> Your left awful. arm. Well, Steve, the Steve, I, I want you to tell one quick story. I have you have one minute. One minute to tell the story. Yeah. Okay, I think you have one minute. Of which which story? The story of you have the Letterman Green Room Cookies. So uh, Lenny Marcus, a dear friend of mine, says I'm going to be on Letterman. Do you want to come and see? Now I'm a huge uh, Letterman fan. I was like, Holy Christmas! Yes, I do want to come see. So we go, but I'm doing morning radio back home, so I can't stay. We go. Lenny kills it. Then he's like, we're going to go to the Palm. I was like, I'll go to the Palm. Now, I had been backstage in the green room, right? So Letterman put on a big spread, and there's a huge tray of cookies. And I said, well, can I just have these cookies? And they're like, yeah. So we go to the Palm. I said, do you allow outside food? He said, of course not, sir. This is the Palm. I said, well, these are Dave Letterman's cookies. I just got them from the green room. Uh, He says, well, we we have a coat check. I said, I will coat check these cookies. (laughs) So I go to the coat check. I said, you can have one, but please, these are show business cookies. And I need them. So uh, please, here's five bucks. So then uh, we have a quick meal. I get the cookies, go home. And to this day at my radio studio in a jeweled case is the lone remaining Dave Letterman cookie from his appearance on Letterman. And it hasn't aged a molecule. And it it still looks, it's still there. Still looks exactly the same. And at the funny Part like that is movie. It, the show's done, but the cookie lives no, on. No, I like it. It's, yes. like that, it's like that movie Fast Food Nation or whatever, where right. the, from McDonald's French fries are like, like they last like five hundred years. Yeah, they <laughs> last longer than share. Yeah, yeah, and so anytime the green room, Steven takes the food and puts it in the case. <laughs> I mean, that's a, just that's a just big, Dave Letterman cookie. Yeah, that's a big cookie. <laughs> I mean, the cookie. fact that you can say it's Dave Letterman's cookie, you somehow it. spray it or put a you know like to I keep it not and Letterman sign something or I don't know. I understand he cooked all the cookies. Steven, thanks for coming. Let's go on to the next one. Yes. I want to talk about radio because you, you're a unique person. I am I remember this conversation. When did you leave back for Boston for the radio? I left here in June of 03 to do a morning radio show in Worcester, Massachusetts. And I had a I, rent-controlled apartment on 35th and 3rd, and I left it to go to Worcester, Massachusetts. Yeah. And, and you radio. were like... Uh, and how did ga- you get that show? Like They just called you and said, we, we got you? I had done um, radio at school. And we have a reunion every year at, at, back at school. And so a buddy of mine that I knew from there, we didn't go at the same time, was working in promotions at that station. Oh, he was running the station? The guy, no, just promotionally. Oh, he was okay. just, you know, he was uh, maybe five, six years younger than me. So the morning guy they had, drinking problem, got canned. So the boss had said, anybody know anybody funny? At the time, I was dating a, a comic here in mm-hmm. New York. And she was further along than I was, doing all kinds of crazy colleges, did Leno. And she was miserable on the road. And so when this came up, it was an opportunity to make people laugh every day, but stay in my own bed every night. So I was like, I'll take it. 
Yeah. And I wept. I drove away yeah. with all my stuff in the, it's in the hard, truck. It's hard. Wept leaving well, New York City. Yeah, I remember him asking me before you, before you left. You asked me like, should I go do this? And I said, yeah. I mean, because you know you were doing okay here as a stand up, but I was like, this is a huge opportunity. This is so perfect. Yeah, but it's a gig I, in the business. You're doing comedy, and so they're paying them. And I'm yeah. like, I literally had the mo- of all the stuff that I've heard everybody get or not get. This was the one where I go. You have you have to take this. This is I don't know where it leads, but you have to take. You could always. I leaned come back. on Lenny big time. Right? Yeah, he comes. And you and didn't says, crash your so, car on the way up there. No, no you knew it was right. So every no. time he goes, <laughs> oh, this is great. This is the best thing. This is so cool. And he would tell me all this. Stuff. I was like, yes, I'm a genius, right? And every time he tells me like he has bad days or whatever, and he calls and says, I'm like. Oh no, I could be responsible for this. <laughs> so, so, it's so, all because of you. That's right. Is it good or bad? You know, so I was certain I was right. But your morning radio it's it's crazy. You get up at four in the morning, you go to sleep at ten at the, night, right? The alarm goes off at three forty five. Oh. And um I've been tired since um, May of uh, two thousand three. <laughs> when do you prep for the show the day before? Not formally. But that's when you, you talk you, about it or whatever? Or do you prep before the show that day? No, that day. You're that like, day. what'd you see? Oh, this thing, this thing. What do you got? I got the thing, uh, my, my house, the fuse is going or whatever. And they're like, all right, just save it. Well, it's pretty impressive. Like you, he has, you have to know a lot of stuff and you have to be super quick, which you, bo- you are on both Thank topics. You. Thank and, you. Um, and you got to be able to, you know, be bright and bushy at six o'clock when you guys go on or... Right, first first break is five thirty, and uh, <laughs> we play music. So each hour, there's only sixteen minutes of content that we provide. So you have to be that. It's condensed. So it's four four minute breaks. Yeah, usually that's painting with a broad brush. And you go yeah. boom boom like it's just qu- like everything you spit it out so fast. Well, I mean, there's um, there's some there's some. Um, benchmarks so there's a weird story i'll do every day at 6 10 there's hollywood reports we'll do every day at 7 10 and 8 10 there's uh a game we have whatever the prizes that day uh so that happens every day at 6 40 so there's some structure to it yeah and there's things you can fall back on to talk about in terms of what the station is doing promotionally or you know and this is a different station now than what yeah so i was in how many different stations i've i've had three different roles in two different stations so i was in worcester from 03 to 07 and i left for a year went back to that same station from 08 to uh 13 in both in worcester and then from 13 uh today i'm can you uh, brag a little for me like tell neil how good those radio stations went from two when you got there it was eighth when i got there and we're number one wow yeah, that's pretty good on all of them. Um, no, I left Worcester, and Worcester then went to number one. Oh wow! So it's it a was nice on its way. It's a nice balance. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, pretty cool with the ego. And how <laughs> much how much promotion are you doing outside of it? Tons, right? What do you mean? Where they're asking you outside of like you do a show, and then they're asking you to go around Boston and Worcester and all these places, and you you doing a lot of that too? Like you you know what I mean? when when asked, yeah. So yeah. so there's um, it's tough to say no to charity fundraisers for different you know, diseases. And so it's to the point now where my girlfriend will be like, uh, what are you doing on, on Monday? You have lupus? Do you have lupus Monday? Like, yep, I got lupus Monday. I got breast cancer on Thursday. Okay, I thought it was breast cancer on Saturday. Nope. Yeah, that's what I start. To, I know everyone starts probably pulling at you. Do people like come out like, oh, it's Stevie for the morning. I mean, sometimes, but, yeah. you know, it's... <laughs> what kind of music are you playing now? Uh, Adele, um, Taylor Swift... A lot of Bon Jovi. Although right now, all 
well, when this airs, it won't be Christmas time, but we're, we're the Christmas station. Mm-hmm. So we go all Christmas. Um, this year, Rod Stewart called us and said, you're not all Christmas yet? Flip the switch. <laughs> so like, all right, Rod. Yeah, you've talked to so many of these people. He talks yeah. to like celebrities who call in, what, promoting whatever, and you get them for like one minute? You get them for like four minutes. So w- Roger Moore wrote a book. And then James Bond. You get an you get an email, and it has all the slots from all the stations around the country where you are, and you want to be up at the top of the list because no one reads the book, and so everyone asks the same questions. <laughs> and so we had him. Wait, when you first got the job, did you read the book like the first month? And then yeah. you're like, why am I reading the freaking book? Never, no. never. You mean like read well, it? A lot of times Wait. I read it afterwards. I'm like, oh, I wish I could have yeah. asked about this. This is great. So we get we get Roger Moore at the end, and like, oh, this is oh, terrible. God. But I was the only person to ask him about his pioneering work on Cannonball Run. <laughs> and he was so psyched. No one had asked him about it, so he was so psyched. To Turns out, to leads to a good story, he would have Thanksgiving dinner every year with his dear friend, Frank Sinatra. Really? He would have Thanksgiving with him every year. Oh, I didn't. James that's, Bond and the chairman. That's crazy. So you who who you only get four minutes, even if it's going good. It's just like done. No, we'll get ten, and then we have to we have to you have to edit it out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. No, so and and you did him, John Cleese. Uh, did we do John Cleese? I think I know we you did. did Simon Cowell. That's a we good did, one. We did Simon Cowell. We had John Oliver before he was big. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Louis C.K. and he was driving to LaGuardia and he was <laughs> lost or there was traffic. He was the angriest interview. <laughs> he was so miserable oh, so as if we caused the traffic somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be appearing at what? Galloway! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's so funny because when I grew, I mean, I grew up so much in the car culture, mm. like always in the car, always listening. But then once I moved to New York, I don't have a car. I'm so out of the radio culture. Right. You know what I mean? It's like the only city that's like that. I feel like everybody else is so into the radio, the car. I mean, I grew up with it. It was like everything, and now it's I I, I definitely miss that. No, but there are still people in the car. Like I drove your car recently, and it's got serious radio, and it's obsessive. You know, you could keep going station to station, see what else they have. You right, four hundred. So and it's, it's a still, funny there's, thing. There's still a culture for this. It's no, a funny the, job. Obviously, to have. there's a culture, but not in my in, in New York world without a car. Oh without no, without right. a New York, car. Right. right. I mean, because at my house, I love having a radio, but all of a sudden, I went stupid high tech with the Wi-Fi connection to the speaker to the Bluetooth, <laughs> right. which then I don't have a radio in my house anymore. I'm like, I freaking want to. I I just want to come home and turn on the radio. It's only yeah, like because a that's how it's, you can buy one for like. There's no law against it. Yeah. I miss my, my I miss my high school stereo, the Fisher the Fisher thing. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's good. I used to like yeah. love that shit. I mean, I love the radio, well, but I, now I can't. I think get I know to what it. to buy you for Christmas. Yeah. That, now I'm right? coming back. I'm coming. I'm coming back to you. We'll leave saying. the light on for you. Yeah, yeah. Because the only reason I'm not is because I'm trying to be cool. I'm like trying to Bluetooth it and you Wi-Fi are cool. it. No, you don't have to try. No, I'm just not cool. All right, I'm coming back to you. All right, don't don't stop him from saying he's not cool. We know this. <laughs> you got, I'm never going to interrupt him that one. Yeah. What? Uh. So when you're doing. The radio. Do you have to learn how to do morning radio at that point? But you had done radio, so it wasn't a big deal. Do you have you, to learn how to hit the post? And we have two seconds left. Well, there'll there'll be a there'll be a monitor above, uh, yeah. you know, right above that'll give you how someone is job when they load in the music to to note how many seconds there are of instrumental before the singing starts. Right. So the post is that point ten seconds in before mm-hmm. the singing starts. You never want to talk over the singing. Mm-hmm. Um. So is it a learned thing? Sure. I mean, th- 
chemistry and knowing people's speech patterns. I'm a slower talker than uh, Heather uh, had before. And so there was some stumbling awkwardness to get a comfortability. That's called love, just so you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you guys are a good team up there, you and Heather. You've Thank been, you. You've been together how long now? Four years. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Although, yeah, four years. Although. Well, we're taping this in this late November. Right. And my contract is up at the end of December. So we by this find t- out. By the time this airs in March, I could be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Driving to L.A. one more time. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're number one. Right. Yeah, so yeah. how competitive, how much is that like on you all day? Like, is that a weekly update? He, when do the ratings... The ratings can, yeah. can come out um, you can get you can get updates more or less frequent depending on how much weight your boss puts on them. Uh, they have weeklies, but those tend to vary wildly, and uh, so we'll get monthly and then quarterly ratings. Okay, because weekly is then you're into college football, like your college football. Like you could lose on a weekend, you're screwed, right? And you're gonna get back. Gonna, I love that. We're gonna I get a poinsettia that. bowl, and so it's 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 driving you then in the sense that you know you're well yeah, aware but, of this. But here's the thing. The ratings change, and and it is zero to do with my effort, because you you never know when someone stops listening. They could right. have gotten to work, they could have gotten to a car accident, they could not like the commercial. That you know, it hasn't. It and is and is nothing you can do to get more people listening hmm. as the performer. Whereas if you're a stand up, you can put flyers out and you can you know market yourself, whatever. So where there's a large part of it outside of my control, you just give it up and you're like, all right. I can never tell when anybody's listening, so okay. Do you Thank read you. Uh, live ads and stuff? Yeah. Okay, so what's the best thing you get to do, and what's the worst thing do you have to do? Uh, the best thing is... Um, you like reading the live ads? or I like doing Dunkin' Donuts because... <laughs> there you go. In, in New England, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts is holy. It is, <laughs> it is the most beloved thing Why? ever. I don't know. Is it it's, from there? It started, it started oh, okay. there. And so everybody loves it. Oh, I didn't it. know it started there. And you don't need to advertise Dunkin' Donuts because everyone is going to buy a lot of Dunkin' Donuts. Right. And so I just say the most ridiculous things I can think of, <laughs> like um, all of the the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches are delicious at Dunkin' Donuts because behind every Dunkin' Donuts franchise is a small pasture where they raise their own pigs and chickens, and it's fresh. It is fresh <laughs> and delicious. Wait, did you just say Dunkin'? Went goes farm the table. Is that what you're just saying? <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, no. That's I why America runs on Dunkin'. I would have never thought Dunkin's farm the table. America so, runs on Wait, Dunkin'. I heard Dunkin' Donuts is going to now say only Dunkin'. Oh, yeah. It's you a see time how saver. I did that? Because that's how cool I am. What do you mean? Right. They're not saying donuts Like anymore. Domino's Pizza oh. is not Domino's Pizza anymore. It's just Domino's. Oh. This is just going to be Dunkin'. Why? Because they, they don't want to be known as unhealthy? or They want to promote coffee. And, uh, oh, they want to go against Starbucks. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why. They don't tell me those level decisions. That's, <laughs> but, that's about my But you've seen, that's kind of interesting you brought this up because you've seen this change of advertising where it went from they're giving you an, they're giving you an ad you run to now you're, now we're back in the 50s is really what you're saying. You're, well, that's called a live read, yeah. So that's what they want now. Well, it's... I would if Steven was doing it. Yeah, because, but you, do they tell you to you just make it look like a... Every client is different. So this one client dropped me because they didn't like what I was doing. Um, and a lot of clients will be like, will send you an email and say, these points need to be hit 
and just deliver them and don't and because you, you talk about the donut, not the whole. <laughs> be, that's like something I would get all the time. When, you I, when I go on commercial this yeah. that feedback is what I got constantly. <laughs> that those words we I don't like what you're doing. <laughs> this is what you that was not they don't they used to say, at first they'd say that was great, but do it like this. Now they just say just do it like this. Right. I don't even get that that was great anymore. It's that's like how hey asshole. Neil works at, they just assume it's great. But you, yeah, but when you read the things they want you to seamlessly act like you're not re- you know what I mean? They like, want it to be people leave when they listen to the radio and commercials come on. So they want it to sound like it's not a commercial yeah, so right. they'll stay listening. Oh, over. I like that. That's yeah. nice. So <laughs> I'm trying to so I I like that. That's uh, I love we should this have had shit. a read that you yeah, could have yeah. done and then I had Neil do it. Damn it. <laughs> no. Next time you come. <laughs> no, oh, I like bring that. us a test commercial so Neil Perfect. Can, no, I mean I it's it's perfect. I mean um, the I just got these new Nike shoes. Yeah, go ahead. And I just think it's it just I just brought it up out of nowhere that I'm wearing these amazing Nike tennis shoes I got on Ooh, Cyber that, Monday. There it is. That's a commercial. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Boom. See I didn't even I did? know it was a commercial <laughs> until <laughs> Thank he, you. He paints such a good picture. Ooh, right, I just, I just theater audi- of the mind. You know, I just auditioned for you. <laughs> you really did. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We're gonna bring in Neil to give you the worst read. Could you imagine? Nike, wear them. Oh shit! <laughs> but if you like Adidas, those are good too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Adidas are great. I would just have. Uh, um, do you like working with uh, co-hosts and stuff, or would you? What's your dream job now? My dream job would be the Steve Donovan Show. And what is it? Just everything? Just a talk show? I think so because and you can cover everything. Anybody can call on any subject. I would love that because yeah. if you think about it, the way America is, it used to be there wasn't a lot of movement. So you would, you would grow up, you would go to the factory in your town, you would go to the church in your town, you wouldn't leave from the town, you would know everybody, and you had a tight knit social group. So at somewhere along the line, people moved for their jobs. The church became less and less important. You you moved away from your families. So you don't have a lot of connections. You don't have the social connections that you did before. Participation in like House of uh, like Kiwanis and Lions Club, stuff like that is way down. So people don't have friends. People don't have, and radio can be like that. It's, it's set up so that when you're driving in your car, you're not aware that other people are listening and you're told as a radio person, talk as if you're talking to one person. Right. And so people there's a need there there's a there's a yearning for human connection and when people are terrified and they don't want to leave their house the radio is a lot of people's uh, connection to the and world that's what we're talking about neil wants to be you know i listen. want my friends back <laughs> Jesus, i knew i had a hole but i didn't know it was radio i just thought i've been trying to fill uh, it with it's <laughs> awesome all right we're done with that segment nice corner the radio thanks for filling us in on that next, My pleasure. next time he comes we're doing a radio slash podcast because i didn't get your opinion on that the podcast world okay. oh i hate podcasts <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go to the third one and we'll, write this it one, down letty that's this next is the topic. one that steve and i had an idea for we're gonna talk about sports for the third segment we thought we could do a like great sports. sport uh show boston versus new york but this yeah. one's going to be focused mostly on boston sports since we have you okay just first of all i was thinking about this and of course uh, this is not going to be a hot take but i was thinking that new york sports fans are very passionate boston sports fans are like crazy yeah. passionate. if you ever hear any clips out of like weei out of boston they're they're insane they're, like, right. they're insane sports people but i think it's even more insane if you there's only one team for each. You got the Pats, the right. Celts, the, the Sox. Bruins, I mean, the there's Sox. One, everybody yeah. loves that. We here we at least split it. You know, we it's Yankees, Mets, 
you don't want to listen to the Yankees Met. So like right. walking down the street, you got both. We have our own internal strife, but everybody up there is kind of on the same Boston. team. Yeah. And so that even makes it even, I think, heightened of craziness. Like everybody's watching the game this if week. If you think about cities that have humongous, rabid uh, fan bases, New York, Philly, Boston, they're all people uh, that are miserable. <laughs> there are the people whose whose living conditions aren't comfortable. The streets aren't aren't safe. They're not easy to to navigate. So <laughs> your every minute of your day is a struggle. You're uncomfortable. It's too hot. It's too cold. Whatever. And so this for a lot of people is the sole source of any enjoyment in their lives. That's right. Not only the radio, but for right. Neil, right? That's what the my enjoyment. But also, but like if you're in San Diego, you're like, yeah, the Padres, yeah, they're fine. Oh, the Chargers moved away. Oh, who cares? It's, it's 75, 75 and degrees. sunny. You're right for the rest of my life. That's so, why okay. New England, the New England area, right. is definitely when you get to winter. Nuts. Yeah, you get to January. That's it. Give me football. Right. Oh, as soon as the wet, I don't want to go out today. Now, it's not college. Degrees. No one cares about college sports in New England. Right. No it's one backwards. cares at all. We had Vic yeah. Henley in here at Alabama sports. Huge. And like, that's it because they have no they have no team. Sometimes right. Miami, sometimes Atlanta. They don't care, you know. Yeah. But here, you know, it's right. Boston, you know. I think Boston has more fans of Candlepin Bowling on television than college sports. <laughs> I remember seeing I that. Know, I'm like, what's so that? weird? Because the little balls. In the South, it's all about college sports. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just, you love and college. Football. College over. football mostly. Yeah. But you know? no, in general, you like college over you know, because because they, I think there isn't pro franchises in the South. As well, you went to Syracuse that has that sports culture, but the right. most of Northeast schools have no, don't have that. Whereas all the Southern schools, all the it's huge. It's got that's that's everything. That's you everything. go to the games, you go to this. Blah, but blah, it's blah. weird as far as New York goes. Syracuse is, you know, it's almost not even considered New York from here. Like, oh yeah, it's especially because they left the Big East. I mean, when yeah. when they were in the Big East yeah. and they would come down and have the Big East tourney at Madison Square Garden, it was crazy. And good. it was Syracuse and Georgetown and St. John's. Uh, it was the glory bananas. days of basketball. Yeah, the thirty for thirty on uh, on the eighties. Yeah, that Big was East. great. Pro Washington. Phenomenal. We we had I tell the story all the time. I think I've told you the story. Pearl Washington was the one of the great New York City sure. Uh, street, he just passed streetball player. Yeah, and uh, Peter Fishman, my good friend, and I were sitting at like row four of Madison Square Garden, and we turn around at like halftime, and I'm like, oh my god, and he goes, oh my god. Do you see who's right behind us? And he's like, yeah, I got to get his autograph. So I'm like, so do I. And he's like, he goes, oh my god, he like this is the only guy to get impeached. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And then, like, I turn around, and Nixon is like ten rows behind us. President Richard yeah. Nixon. Yeah, yeah, heard of. He him. goes, "Who are you talking about?" I go, "It's Pearl Washington." <laughs> it's two <laughs> rows behind me. Dwayne Pearl Washington, like the greatest Syracuse backcourt player ever. I'm like, "That's Pearl Washington, man." He's right. like, "I'm getting his autograph." He's like, "Wait, you don't?" I go, we still argue to this day who's the better autograph. He thinks it's Richard Nixon. I'm like, the only way absolutely that's, not. It's Pearl Washington. The only way that story's better is if you asked Nixon to take a picture of you and Pearl Washington. <laughs> She's Miss President. Well, there's no you just... photos that you know. I wish. But, so going. he went and got he got Nixon's autograph on the back of his, and yeah. I got Dwayne Pearl Washington on you the back win. of mine. I I think I win. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go with Nixon. Yeah, a lot of people go with Nixon. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go say you made you. But I asked Pearl one. Washington if he was gonna make a comeback because he wasn't old when he retired. He's like. Yeah. He's like, nah, man, nah. I didn't realize he sounded like a valley girl. That's how he sounded. Nah, nah. Yeah, he's, I didn't. But um, I always thought when we do the sports segment, when we talk about sports, we should have like a little counter. what figure skating thing over here? No, we'll get to that soon. <laughs> just, um, on TV, me and Beth will have these massive. I watch sports, and she's always then she immediately goes to these, these figure skating, a dance show, 
the 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 voice one of those shows that's what she goes to yeah artistic competition my wife is real housewives of moronville yeah she goes right to it it's almost like to put it in my face so during this i i said to bethel we'll we'll get on the podcast when we go to a sports segment which we're at we're gonna go we're gonna talk we'll have a counter offer well i would love to there's there's no boston uh just a little voice in the background team well we could we could get we could get uh nancy kerrigan and tanya (laughs) that's right which the movie's coming out right wait let's get to the serious side of boston sports did you grow up with larry bird of course i have a frame you've gone this is this is now i worship i have a framed photo not a poster a photo Photo framed of uh, Larry Joe Bird in my home. It's one of the first things you see when you walk into my. Home. <laughs> so you were right there with all that. Oh yeah, my my dad was a Boston cop, and so he had connections all over town, and he could have gotten us gigs as ball boys for the eighty five eighty six. What? Team. And my okay. mother said, "Well, when are the games?" Because she knows that the football is on on Sunday, and uh, we're like, "Oh no, the games are you know all, all the time." She's like, school nights? He's like, yeah. She's like, no, you can't do it. (laughs) I forgave her three weeks ago. (laughs) I was watching recently a Larry Bird highlight. You know, they have those. They have a couple of reels of Larry Bird. (laughs) Ridiculous. Like some of the plays that he made were just. One game, he just decided, I'm bored. I'm going to shoot left-handed. Yeah. And he he scored a lot. And then when he broke the Celtics record, it was against Atlanta. And by the end, the bench cheered for Larry with every shot he hit. They couldn't <laughs> believe it. No, I, I just don't. I think that whole world's so hard to capture again. We, it's never happened again, the Magic Bird thing. Well, because the it had NBA had everything wrong in the 70s with drug uh, scandals, yeah. Yeah. and then they had already met in the finals in college, and then they come in, and you had so many storylines to tell, black and white, and the irony is, is that Larry Bird's upbringing was stereotypically black. He came from a broken home. He dropped out of school. And Magic was a solid uh, college graduate. He had uh, a solid home life and uh, upper middle class. And it was just fascinating. Yeah, And, and he looked like a bird. Which helped. Yeah, yeah, no, the whole thing is I, I just ate, ate the whole thing up. Yeah. It's still one of my ate favorite. It, up. it changed. It literally changed the NBA. Everybody. It saved the NBA. Save the NBA, but also what they have now is nothing. It wasn't even guys. on TV. No. Then. It wasn't on like, TV. You couldn't even watch the the the, the, the final. Oh, yeah. was on TV. I, it was I was a Sixers yeah. fan back in those days, right? Oh, and Mo Cheeks, Iverone. They were great too. And Steve Mo Mix. Cheeks, I wrote, yeah, they were all great. And the but the finals was on when they played the Lakers in the finals 1980. in 1980. Which Magic, was, which magic uh, beats them. It's on and I. It's on it. Uh, tape delay. You know, yeah. Uh, at no, you know, there was game was over already, and the tape delay is at like one in the morning, something stupid. You know, so it, it was tape delay. Twitter blew up that night. Tape delay, <laughs> and now it's like you have every game, every oh, every minute, every minute of every. Yeah, game. that's when you had to look at the newspaper to find out who won. Oh, like, I used to call sports. So, there was so like uh, sports phone. You would dial sports phone, <laughs> oh, and you that's, li- right, that's how yeah. I would, yeah, I would dial. Yeah, my, I remember that. It was like you know, and I would call up, and you'd get. Oh, in an upset, the, the, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. come on. That's how I found out that. Really? Yeah. You'd clear a sports <laughs> Who's in charge phone. of a sports phone? Sport, there was this, uh, it was actually like Don LaGreca, the guy who does uh, oh, a Michael so K show yeah. now is, is the second mic. If only he, he would have known he was on he's sports phone. literally doing Twitter ahead, but he, right? he, he, he can't put it together. But, but that's my. King uh, Wally, hold on. King Wally was uh, on sports phone. Wally, I forget his uh, last name right now. He He's the 
guy when you come to Ma- welcome to Madison Square Garden. He's the the PA guy. Yeah, the PA guy, Walsh, Mike Walshevsky. Yeah. So it was King Wally. So you'd call him up like King Wally for the sports phone. Back at first, back at the fourteen. You know the two forty update. Uh, the United States has beaten the Russians four three. You know that's how I found out you the United States that, beat the Russians. You gotta really? bring yeah. that on your show. You gotta have a sports phone on. Your oh show. my god! <laughs> and, and it would be the fastest. You'd have to listen to it. So if you wanted to hear a score and you missed it, you had to call back. So my parents are like, "What are all these thirty second phone calls to this number on like a sports phone?" I'm bringing know? back the sports phone. Someone's <laughs> got to want to still use it. They that was, around, that was so around the same fast. time that you would you could call to find out what time it was. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you could At call. the tone, the time will be two <laughs> forty. <Yeah>, Boop. <laughs> I thought it was three <laughs> fifteen. Bullshit. Well, you'd set your clocks by that. Right. Said, yeah. At the I, tone. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> like, how mad is that lady who yeah, lost that? Yeah, she's got to do that. She's got to do it every time. Right? That I got to record. Got, I got to th- record 341. She right. got outsourced. Yeah. Like, on her highlight reel, <laughs> yep. 615 is really prominently priced. She really Listen nailed that 615. time. Let's do 615. The time is now. At the tone will be 615. <laughs> I love her. Hire her. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, let's go back. Yeah, so sports. Would Brady, Tom Brady, let's talk right. football for a second. Would be this good without Belichick and vice versa? You know, would would if Brady didn't have yeah. Belichick, would he have been this good? Yes. Would they have won this much? No. And vice versa. No, I mean, he's the, he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. He's the best coach to ever play the game. And both uh, contributed to that. Uh, he People say, well, in Cleveland, he didn't do much. Cleveland, he had a horrific deck stacked against him yeah. because he benched Bernie Kosar yeah. and everybody hated him in the city for it, <laughs> yeah. even though that was uh, that was the right move to make. Right. He beat Parcells and the Patriots in the playoffs. Right. And um, and Brady, his story is, you know, straight out of Hollywood in terms of he was the sixth that, ranked in, in the depth chart in yeah. Michigan when yeah. he came on. Mm-hmm. And he ended up starting winning the, in, in the senior year, winning the bowl game. Yeah. So who is the most popular team in Boston? And it is the Red Sox or no? It always had been, but now it's the Patriots. Oh, it's Patriots. I mean, the Patriots have been, they haven't had a lose. They've had 17 consecutive years of winning seasons. But when Bird was there, it was clearly the Celtics. Oh, clearly. because And then came the Red Sox. Right. And oh. then the Patriots now have taken completely over. Yes. Are the people starting to feel that the Brady-Belichick era, I mean, they're loving it now. They're in, It's like the salad years. But in five years, that's probably, is it still going to be? It probably won't be there in five years. I mean, they're just getting old. Right. I mean, And so when it's done, are the Patriots fans just you know scared out of their minds? That Yeah, I think, I think the majority of people are fans of winning versus fans of football. Right. And so once they stop winning, I don't think the but people then, uh, will... But then to answer Neil's question, the Sox will just go back on top because they they seem to have see, their it, sh- see, shit it's, together. It's weird because the, the Sox so fundamentally changed their identity by winning that... The torture's not there. I feel like it's not as it it's doesn't not mean, what it was. Like for me, nothing is ever going to top 2004, right. ever, in a baseball sense. Right, right. Ever, 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 especially after how 2003 was so heart-wrenchingly <laughs> terrible. And then they win in 2004 with the greatest comeback ever against the Yankees. That and all never, the steroids. Yeah. They just got their steroids right. I felt like they got their steroids right that year. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to him. He's oh, very that's good. That's good. So Because sometimes prescriptions no, are hard to get right and they're had, hard to mix. And we had the albatross. Right. Uh, Alex Rodriguez. He's right. the albatross. Right. I told you cool when one. we get rid of him. The, yeah. the skies will open. No, and he all, Andy he, will fall. And now all he, rise. The curse of whatever he off the curse of the Bambino. He offset that. It. It. It's almost like they took that that curse, kryptonite. 
and put it right. And he yeah. was the curse. Yeah, yeah. I would have totally agreed. A little baseball jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a little M Night Shyamalan ding dong working oh, overtime. <laughs> so now, what's the state of the Red Sox right now going into this season? I mean, we're in the off season now. But uh, Chris Sell, I thought that was. I think that, that I think the Red Sox the are the number three point. team in the Boston right now because I think the the, the Celtics are number two. Oh yeah, oh, they're wow. exciting. The Celtics too. are unbelievably fun loving and lovable and you out know, of the blue. You know what I love about wonderful. the Celtics? Well, finally, <laughs> I know. I no, but what I love about the Celtics is that they're just smarter than everybody. Yeah. Like they didn't they built it through the draft somehow. Never tanked. Never tanked. Made trade after trade, trade after, after trade, trade that all deal went and deal. Broke well. went, yeah. And they found some sucker like the Red Sox did to take three old idiots right. and get draft picks. Right. Like that move has happened for Boston more times in the last ten years. They tra- and it's genius. Danny Ainge trades the overall number one pick that everyone on the continent said Markel Fultz. They get yeah. the number three pick and a, a, a high draft pick next year. Meanwhile, everyone's like, Markel Fultz is going to be the greatest. Fast forward a year, he can't lift his arm over his shoulder. Yeah. He's, he's terrible. He's okay. He is Meh. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Jason Tatum is amazing. They pay him 60 bucks a month. Yep. He's a teenager. He doesn't care. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. really know he's that he's DM. supposed to get paid. <laughs> he's going to be around for pick. 15 years, and they're going to get another pick next year. They got all these stacked it, picks. It's the but, Joe Barry Carroll for McHale and Parrish trade. All but I still yeah. feel like, though, it's a search for Larry Bird. And they had him. I disagree. They, find, they just got him. They Kyrie finally, Irving. No, they finally found him, and he got hurt in the here's, first game. Here's first how. Game. It's been oh, a Gordon search, Hayward. It's been a search for Larry Bird since Larry Bird left, and I feel like finally I do agree that what with everything you said, they're over that finally. But it, it's, They don't even need Gordon Hayward. No, they don't need Gordon Hayward. They don't even need him. Here's how, saying, here's how good the team is. The Celtics have been a search for Larry Bird. Like Paul Pierce filled that void for a second. And then it's just been a massive story. But now here's, I feel like we're over that. He's here's not going how to be good the team is and how nuts people are about the team. Yeah. Kyrie Irving has said in in public, uh, he believes the earth is flat. No one minds. <laughs> no one cares. He's a flat earther. Yeah. I Sometimes I think he's joking. Do you think he's joking? I hope he's joking. I think but he's joking. Whatever he's doing, I support. Well, he's amazing. That trade, very popular guy to trade Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas. Beloved was amazingly beloved, beloved, and everything about him was incredible. Every kid, every kid under ten had his shirt. Every kid was the same size as him. Ten there you years go. Old, right. So it's unbelievable. And then right. they trade him a beloved guy to. Cleveland, Cleveland of all that, and then they get Kyrie Irving, who in two seconds right made everybody forget about. We're almost done with the segment. If you want, all right. Neil has to go to the bathroom because he's on Flowmax. The all right, go. It it was the most watchable team in ten years last year with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, and I mean at this point it's going to be March when this airs, so who knows how I don't, it works I don't out? Even but know what, when we're airing it, but yeah, go ahead. The, but. We don't even know if his hip is going to heal and he'll be the same player again. Right. Like, this is a ridiculous great move for the Celtics. I mean, it's unbelievable how over the years the Celtics have made... Like, I still don't they understand how they got... They were bad from 86 to, to 2006. Yeah. Or 2007. And then Danny Ainge, a pl- ex-player. Danny Ainge is a genius. Genius. Danny Ainge is a better GM than he was a player. Yeah. Well, he was a pretty good player. And he was, good yeah, player. he was a pretty good player. But he built... One title team already with yep. the Garnett yep. and Ray Allen. And he's going to do it again. And now they're on. I mean, yep. the money that he paid to get Brad Stevens to coach in the NBA is the best money he ever spent. Yep. I and agree. he's not going to go anywhere. And so, yeah, we're good. You're good. Wait, we're I have two good. more questions. We're, no, we're done. No, I know. Just one more question. But we're, we're done. Okay, one more question. You have 
four seconds. Okay. Did you Libra? The, what was it? Libra. How'd you know that? Thank That's you. So freaking good. All right. All right. I was thinking cancer. Done. All right. So now we're <laughs> the fourth segment. It's we're gonna do a sports quiz. Oh, sports quiz. Sports quiz. It's gonna be true, false, and maybe sports one. Sports quiz. Yeah. <laughs> you need a you theme song. Want to do it again? Go ahead. Sports quiz. I like it. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> That'll be good. I'm gonna maybe you have. You gotta have your that. own show. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm That's gonna start talent. Saying, That's yeah, radio talent. It's right just there. a different kind of talent. So that just came from the top of my head. So yeah, I don't know where. It here's comes. what I did. Okay, I'm gonna lean back. I put, oh, I got nice. ten. No one's done this. This one. That's why you gotta have your own show. No one's done this shit before. Ten and ten. I ten and ten. Ten questions about can I Boston. Not, can I not leave? Can I just stay no. here? This is the playoff of the Chuck Woolery two and two. The ten, ten and questions ten. from like Boston sports. Ten question New York sports. And then uh, we'll see who can who wins this. Oh, I love that. All right, we're going to put Neil in the South Booth. Why don't we just right do them back. together? You can't do them together. This how is, is how... He's never seen a game show. Mad Dog and Francesa split apart. This kind of fighting. <laughs> All right, hold don't on. Do we're, it. we're already there in day one. Hold don't on. do it. My hold. favorite speech ever, Boston speech, is that in the game show quiz? Larry Bird is not walking in the door. Kevin McHale is not walking in this gym. Right. Robert Parrish is not walking in this anyway. Yeah, and, uh, and, and if they and do, they lost. they'll be old and busted. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, Rick Pitino, right? All right. You know he gets so upset when I throw him outside, but it's good for him though. He Fresh cheats. Air. He cheats. He doesn't want to lose. He's very competitive, and he doesn't right. want to lose. All right, so let's go through these, shall we? Yes. All right. Yes or no? True or false? What are we doing? True or false with like fill one in fill in the blank. All right. All right. All right. Question number one: Sports quiz. One of the great sports tales of all time is that the Red Sox sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees so owner Harry Frazee could, no, no, fin- could finance a play called No, No, Nanette. Right. True or false? True. True. Hugh Millen, Scott Zolak, Tommy Hudson, and Jeff Carlson have all started games at quarterback for the New England Patriots in our lifetimes. Hugh Millen, Scott Zolak, yes, yes. Tommy Hudson, yes. Jeff Carlson have all started I'm going to say games. false on that fourth one. No, all true. Those were the quarterbacks in 1992 for the Patriots. Jeff Carlson? Yeah. <laughs> Two games. The logo on the Patriots helmet is affectionately known as the Flying Brady. False. Flying Elvis. Correct. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Huh. Because it looks Elvis like Elvis. drew it. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> he died. That would be false. The first on round. On the hopper. The first round of the 1978 NBA draft, the Celtics had two first-round picks, Larry Bird and Rick Roby. Right. False. Freeman Williams. Rick Roby was drafted by somebody else. They later got Rick Roby. Son of a bitch. Tricky. Gotta listen. Boston hockey player Johnny Busich and... Busick. Busick and yeah. favorite And famous Celtic Robert Parrish have the same nickname. Blank. The Chief. Yeah. Do you know how he got the chief nickname? Yeah, it was like from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Right. Yeah. Lenny Marcus. You like that? The all-time points leader, goals plus assists, in Bruins history is Phil Esposito. Ooh, I'm not a hockey guy. I will say... Um, You're just going to go true or false? False. False. Ray Bork. Ray Bork. Johnny Damon had more home runs for the Yankees than the Red Sox. I'm going to say true. True. 
77. He had 56 for the Red Sox. I'm not sure how but that But one happened. of them was a nice grand slam. <laughs> Wasn't was. that nice? I was there. Was I delicious. could still see it going out of the park. I was like, I had a buddy of mine, Jesse over. Poza, call me with the most expletive-filled message after he hit that home run. <laughs> it was the... It was, <laughs> the purest expression of love I've ever gotten from a man. Um, was what fantastic. was it? Kevin Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was done. I saw him warming up. I'm out. I'm there. I'm at. I went to both those games 2003 game seven, 2004 game seven. So, if really? I, not, yeah, crazy. Right? Kevin Brown's warming and two flukes on how I got the tickets. But Kevin Brown's warming up in the um, outfield. Like he would long toss. I'm yeah. like, I hated his long toss. I thought he was, you know, like I thought his long toss sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you drive a like, hard bargain yeah, I was like he's gonna get he's gonna get murdered uh Kurt Schilling had less than 50 regular season wins for the Red Sox I'm gonna say he won 21 he pitched four years he won 21 one season I'm gonna say yes fewer than Balls, he had 53 oh son of a Trick beast question dude. I had to make him hard the winner of the first Boston Marathon was named Ronald McDonald. False. False. It, the second year, the guy's name was Ronald McDonald. So really? I was looking at Boston Marathon to make a question, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Did you, I, anybody, wait, you think talk it's about hard bad. running a marathon. Yeah. Try running it with humongous <laughs> shoes. shoes. That's what I was going to say. With the, the soundtrack behind you. Beep, 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 beep. The key was he was being chased by the hamburger the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that really ups your split times. <laughs> uh, you got that right. David Cassidy, same name as the Partridge Family guy, is the head Who coach. Who just died. He just died. Is the head coach well, not of the, the Boston series. Bruins. Right now. Oh, yes. True. False Bruce Cassidy. Oh, Come on. Right, now is the Boston part. I don't know hockey. The Yankees were once known as the New York Highlanders. True. True. Don Mattingly's uniform number for the Yankees was 21. False. Correct. The number 15 has been retired, twi- been retired twice for the Knicks. Earl Monroe and Dick McGuire. True. True. Mike Glenn still holds the record for the highest New York Knicks free throw percentage. His nickname was The Stinger. False. That's true. I love The Stinger. Motherfucker. Yeah. The all-time leading scorer for the Rangers is Raj Jobert. Oh, true, of course. True, That's true. True. He retired in 1978, right? Yeah. That's still the highest score the Rangers have had. 1,021 points. And mm. Cam, uh, who did we say before? Ray Bork. Has Ray like Bork. 1,500 points. Just shows you. Um, well, the Rangers were bad for a long time. Oh, forever. That's what's so nuts about the New York sports teams is that... You have the Yankees, which is the pivotal franchise of all sports, yeah. and 29 world championships, however many they've won, and every other franchise sucks. Yeah. Well, every in t- pockets. They suck in pockets. They, they will the be Jets good, and they'll suck sucked. for a year. Well, the Jets were good in 1969, and were never good again. Right, one year. The Mets were good in 86. Yeah. They, they had a flirtation of yeah. It's terrible. Knicks had two years Knicks, in the 70s and two years, two years, two years, in, uh, two years in the 90s. Yeah. That's it. They've sucked. Right. The Giants, they beat the Patriots two, twice. Two, you sons well, of no, bitches. they've had better. They had 80s. That Lawrence Taylor. Right. They, years. they had two years They're in the 80s, two years two in the years 90s. In the 2000s. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> that's the way they go. It's, it's amazing it's all, how much bad sports happens in New York. Yeah. Well, that's what I said because remember, you're splitting it. Right. I'm wondering if they could. 
combine the well, well yeah if they if they can t- take the I best think, people from both teams right. maybe uh the new york islanders had 19 consecutive playoff series wins yes because they won four cups in a row yes it's still a sports record by the way nobody had 19 consecutive playoff series wins the only are you a hockey fan yeah i grew up an I wanna, islanders fan i want to ask grew up in the heyday of that Team. As many questions as I can while uh, you're taking a quiz, Neil is on the porch. No, don't do that. The only two championships <laughs> won by the New Jersey Nets were in the ABA. That's true. That's true. Giants With Julius, the doctor. That's why I bring it up. The, the Giants QB that Eli Manning took over for was Kerry Collins. True. No, it was Jeff Kurt Austin. Warner. Kurt Warner. Kurt That's Warner true. For, two seconds. for a cup of coffee. The a couple got right. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the one team the Jets have never beaten in their history. Neil's a Steelers fan, just so you know. The Pittsburgh oh, wow. Steelers are the one team that Jets have never beaten in their history. I'll say true. It's false. It's the Eagles. Really? And Super Bowl forty three and forty seven, the New York Giants defeated the Patriots for the NFL championships. The the Super Bowl. 43 and 47, the Giants defeated the Patriots. Well, I know that it was 2007 and 2011, but I don't know that it was 43 and 47. I'm going to say false. Correct. It was uh, 42 and 46. Right. Ouch. Thank you. Thank you for ending on that note of the worst pain I've ever felt in my whole life. (laughs) I had to. All right, so let me see how many you got. One, two, three, four, five. I might have done better on the New York part. You did. New York part's a little easier. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So twelve out of twenty. So it's be it's it's doable. It's doable, but Neil is an idiot. So we'll find out. All right, we'll be right back with Neil. Hold on. Too hard. <laughs> I made it too hard. Well, he knows. I know that he knows a lot of sports stuff. So yeah. I made it hard. And um, yep. <laughs> so. All right. Should we wait for him? What time are we doing tomorrow? Wait, wait. All right. Let's do this. All right. So Neil's back. So let's do this. All right, Neil. My score total is what? 12 out of 20. There's a chance. This could be hot. This could be barely. Is that passing at the Hunter High School? No. This could be my first win. Oh, this is. Ever. I don't feel good about myself right now. (laughs) One of the great sports tales of all time is that the Red Sox sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees. So owner Harry Frazee could finance a play called No No Nanette. That is true. That is true. <laughs> one for one. Do you know what song came out of No No Nanette, by the way? What famous song that you know? My Man's Playing Tricks on Me? No. Not the Ghetto Boys? T for two and two for T. Oh, really? Me, yeah, that was from that play. I tried to, I rewrote the screenplay and I tried to sell that again in Hollywood. <laughs> no one bought it. <laughs> no, 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 no one, no, no wants the net. Yeah. <laughs> all right, never mind. Hugh Millen, Scott Zolak, Tommy Hudson, and Jeff Carlson have all started games at quarterback for the New England Patriots in our lifetime. It's got to be true because they didn't have a quarterback forever. True. You, you can't even they, possibly make up these kind of names. You don't well, have it in you. Scott Zolak they, right now does the color on the radio for the Patriots, and everybody loves him. Really? And for some reason, they play... The Outfield, Josie? Jo- oh, you know okay, yeah. Yeah, and the place goes bananas. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the strangest song <laughs> connection to a masculine man I've ever heard. <laughs> Why do that's they play that? Second life. He loves it for some reason. Oh, oh, that's funny. I think yeah. as an artist, that's your second. That's your dream once your career's over. That oh, some, yeah. Someone will do a sing-along at a sporting event. 
True. Right before they drafted Bledsoe that year, the 1993 yeah, 1993, they had the number yeah. one pick. This was their starting quarterbacks. Hugh Millen started the most games. He got replaced by Zolak, who got replaced by Hudson, who got replaced There's by There's one Carlson. guy that I know that was the quarterback for New England. Zolak, I remember. No. Steve Grogan. 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 Yeah. So good. He had the Grogan. longest neck ever. <laughs> and <laughs> I met him one time. Yeah. yeah. I met him at a celebrity softball game last year. And... I was such a huge fan, and I, I, it was in the it was in the locker room of the Pawtucket Red Sox, and so I go up and I say, uh, Mr. Grogan, I just want you to know I'm a huge fan. I dressed up as you for Halloween three years in a row. <laughs> what did he say? He said, uh, "Nice to meet you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's horrible when they don't go. Really, you know, you just feel like such a jackass. Yeah. yeah. The logo on the Patriots helmet is affectionately known as the Flying Brady. I'm going to say false. It's false. It's the flying Elvis. Yeah, that sounded fake, that question. The first You're round, giving him much easier questions <laughs> than he gave me. The, yeah. <laughs> the first round of the 1978 draft, the Celtics had two first-round draft picks, Larry Bird and Rick Roby. That is true. Nope, false. Oh, I Freeman knew Rick Roby was a stupid one. <laughs> no, he played for the Celtics. Yeah, but I knew Eventually. it was probably a draft. He, he's actually drafted higher. You know what I mean? Like, oh was, yeah, yeah. He was drafted like second in the draft that year. Alliteration was big in the late seventies. <laughs> don't confuse Neil with these big words. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Rick Roby. All right. I get it. Boston, <laughs> seven eighty, good score in Texas. Boston hockey player Johnny Busick. Busick and famous Celtic Robert Parrish had the same nickname. Blank. The chief. That's right. All-time leading points leader, goals plus assists in Bruins history is Phil Esposito. False. Yeah, who was it? Do you know? Wasn't it Johnny Orr? No. no. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Orr. Orr. That was Bobby Orr's brother. <laughs> Bobby Orr. He had a heating and cooling business. <laughs> no, but he was great in, in minor league soccer. He was a star. Johnny, Johnny Orr. Orr. <laughs> Johnny Orr. I knew it was an Orr. Oh my God! Was it wasn't an Orr. Ray Bork is the score. And you're the winning books. by. I don't care. The Orr's the famous guy. Or is the famous guy. Yeah, that's how I knew it. You're up by one somehow. I love both. I hate myself. Johnny Damon had (laughs) more home runs for the Yankees than he did for the Red Sox. False. Nope, it's true. Oh, Oh, you're a Potter. What a traitor that guy is. Kurt Schilling had less than 50 regular season wins for the Red Sox. Had less? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, He had, no, he had 53. Sorry. that That part's false. Oh. The winner the of the other part was true. The winner of the first Boston Marathon was named Ronald McDonald. The winner of the what? First Boston Marathon ever. 18 something. 90 18. something, yeah. Yeah. Was named Ronald McDonald. I mean, it sounds too I just don't know if you have the creativity to make that question. So I'm just going to have to say does he could he could he creatively come No way. That's got to be true then. What? The winner of the Force Boston Marathon was named Ronald McDonald. That's true. No, it's false. It was ah. the, the second year. Ah. The second year. Ah, I knew there was a hole in the system. I looked it I up. Knew there was I looked it up. It. Who won the first Boston Marathon? And then I look at the list, and the guy's name was Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yeah, you would have never thought of Ronald McDonald. So I thought you had it. Right. Damn it. Well, you're losing. All right. David Cassidy. You know how I feel about marathons, though. They take too long. No, they're just not hard anymore. It's too easy. Yeah, I when are you going to run? run? You it's can't too run. Easy. Fi- I can't, what do you I, mean? It's I'll too bet easy. you right now you couldn't run t- five miles. I How went to different? the New York Marathon and no one was suffering at the end. It would seem too easy. <laughs> he thinks they just breeze we've, in. We've they're evol- in good shape. We've evolved too much. You know what? I, bl- I blame that on the Metro card. 
That's exactly You can right. go from borough to borough very quickly. Unlimited <laughs> Metro cards right. ruin, ruin the marathon. David Cassidy, <laughs> the same name as his What's po- her po- name? Rosie Ruiz? Rosie Ruiz. Yeah, that, she's still my hero. David Cassidy, the same name as the Partridge family guy who just died, is the head coach right now of the Boston Bruins. Damn, you're killing me on hockey. It's like the one sport I don't know. I'm going to say true, of course. It's false. It's Bruce Cassidy. Close. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five. Ooh, you're up to five. All right, you're going to need a a stellar second half, but it's the New York half. That's that's, that's, that's my my thing. The Yankees were once known as the New York Highlanders. Oh, hell no. False. Yes, they were, ah, you dumbass. <laughs> the Highlanders? Because yeah. of, of the because of the TV show. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I love that show. Don, dang it. Don Mattingly's <laughs> uniform number for the Yankees was 21. That's false. Everyone knows it's seven. No. No, I know it's it's true. What? True. What do you want? True or false on false. that? False. False. Don Mattingly's uniform number for the Yankees false. was 21. No, false. False. Do you know what do you know what it was? I thought it was seven, but no, that was Mickey, Mickey Mantle. Jordan's. Mickey Mantle seven. The number 15 has been retired. Don Mattingly married. Uh, no. Don Mattingly and Larry Bird are in-laws. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The number 15 has been retired tw- retired twice for the Knicks. Earl M- the Pearl Monroe and Dick McGuire. Oh, that sounds just too crazy to be not true. So true. True. Mike Glenn holds, still holds the record for the highest New York Knicks free throw percentage. His nickname was The Stinger. That's false. He can't shoot free throws. He's a big guy. First of all, he was a guard. Who? I thought you said George Mikan. Mike Glenn. Oh, I thought you said, I just heard Mike. George Mikan didn't pay for the Knicks. No, what? I just heard Mikan. What is the story behind The Stinger? Or is that a question we like, should ask Mrs. Because he was a great shooter. And oh. he was like, you got, just got stung. Oh. I think so. Stinger? The Stinger. Okay. Great name. The all-time leading scorer for the Rangers is Rod Jobert. More hockey? That's false. Mark What's Messier. <laughs> a defenseman. <No, that's> <laughs> is it Messier a defenseman? He's a center. I mean, center mid. Defensive center There's mid. There's no center mid. It's not soccer. It's center. <laughs> defensive it's center mid. I think he's defensive in general personality-wise. He's going yeah, down he's the toilet. Very, you need, very defensive. You're going to need to rally. <laughs> Super hard to talk to. The New York Islanders had 19 consecutive playoff series wins. Wait, the Islanders are not even a New York team. The, they're that called Long the New York Island Islanders. does not count. Really? Yeah, uh, sorry. Long Island, New York? No, Long Island is That's not. Weird. New York is New York. Long Island, they should have been called the Long Island Really? Islanders. Is Syracuse New York? That's not New York okay. sports. The New York Islanders had It's 19- clearly New York, but it's not New York sports. You're going to answer this? The, Knicks. the ni- New York Islanders had 19 consecutive playoff series wins. Hell yeah, they were great. That's true. That is true. They were great. They put Long Island Between on the map. Between 1980 and 1984, a feat that remains unparalleled in the history of professional sports. They won four Stanley Cups in a row. Yep. And their biggest talent was Curry? Gary Curry? No. No. Steph was, Curry? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Who was their alpha? The assassin was uh, my, Brian Trottier was Brian the center. Trottier. And yeah. Mike Bossy was the wing. Mike the BTG Bossy. line. Clark Gillies. Trachi and Boston. Just don't know anything about that. Okay. The only two championships won by the New Jersey the New Jersey Nets were in the ABA. Well, again, we're not in New York, but I'm going to go ahead and say that's true. That is true. Yeah. The New, that's they, a questionable they, question to be in no. the New York section. When they I'm won, just saying they're, you just said New Jersey. They were the New York it's, Nets. It's the Metro. Oh, so when they won, area. they were... Oh, now Nets. we're doing so. It's metro area, not New York. Okay. the The Giants' quarterback that Eli Manning took over for was Kerry Collins. That's true. False. It was Kurt Warner. 
but Kerr Warner played like two games. Maybe you'll get this one. That's a little controversial. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the one. Well, how's that controversial? Because that's it, exactly it's what happened. Soon. It's he literally was, the fact. No, it's he went soon. back. He was bagging groceries. Wait again. a minute. There's a wrong button. You could be hitting oh, yeah, all this time. Honest to God. Hit me with it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Why didn't you hit me with that? Make me feel worse about myself. You know what I'm going to do for the last two? He's right. I had the wrong button. Go I mean, ahead. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the one team that Jets have never beaten in their history. That is false. That's correct. Yeah. Put that freaking button <laughs> down, baby. Super Bowl 43 and 47. The no, New I... York Giants defeated the Patriots for the NFL championship. Super Bowl what? 43 and 47. No, just one of them. <laughs> it's uh 42 and 46 mental patient shit but um <laughs> you actually i think you got it right somehow thank you all right so one two three, three four, four six, five ten, six six nine, on this side six seven and nine two, ten four five. eleven Five on that's eleven. You lost by one. Yeah, <laughs> twelve, eleven. That Sorry, Neil. So delicious. close. Where do I write my protest letter? So who close. do I title it to? Because Paul Tagliabue. Yeah, that's where I'll write. You're it. Mr. Marcus. I'm sorry. Stephen Donovan, you won. Oh, this is exciting. Congratulations. This is so exciting. We, we got a book. For Neil you. is still oh. over the podcast. Oh. He won once. We teamed up against another team. That was oh, the, you did. Yeah, we did like a newlywed game against another podcast team. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah, um, you remember Sean Elaine? Do you remember Sean? Of course. Elaine? Yeah, Sean Elaine does a podcast with a girl named Ankara Savone. Yeah, her husband podcast. owns the New York Comedy Club, and we went up against them in sort of a newlywed game situation. Who knew more about their partner? And I, right. Neil, and I won that one. Other than that, Neil's. If you listen this week, uh, currently playing, Mike Burton goes up against Neil, the Van Halen contest, and Neil gets smooth. A lot of people don't know that they sold more records with Sammy Hagar than with David Lee Roth. Yeah, I won't. I'd never. I re, they were dead to me once uh, Roth left. Yeah, once Roth left. All right, let's do this. So no, so, Gary Sharon. Don't even know what you're talking about. The uh. last thing we're gonna do today, I'll go last. Uh, one good thing, one bad thing in the week. Neek, Neil, do you have the? I do have a thing. Let's do it. Uh, you know, it's it's that time of the year where I'm being bombarded by. By I was gonna curse, but I stopped myself. Go by on. jewelry commercials again, and they drive me to the point. <laughs> Every of insanity. kiss begins with K. All these things. Not if like, you speak Spanish. It's one <laughs> after the another, and then and then now they're trying to pump this one like, oh, you know, this is for your best friend. Yeah, and I'm like, God, it's like it's just the whole Neil thing. Is, Jared. It's just so low and disgusting, and it comes around once a year. Yeah. How much jewelry have you bought, Neil? Zero. I'm so proud to say nothing, but I now <laughs> it makes me feel guilty as hell every time I watch it. That's the worst part, okay. like because I gotta get something. Yeah, you really should get Bethel something for 20 years, even if it's only a 20 friendship years ring. in a row. Yeah. Well, it's been three serious ones. Get like her out of those 20. <laughs> so I always say three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen, you got some before this guy buries himself. I'm, I'm back in New York. Stephen's back. Couldn't in New York. be happier to be in the greatest city in the world. Well, we'd love having you here. That's for sure. That's a good uh, one. Welcome back. And my last one today. By the time you listen to this, it'll be pretty official. And Neil does not know this. Let's let's look at Neil's face when I oh, tell him. Oh, this is big. This is big. Oh shit! I know what it is. You're gonna be an uncle again. Oh uh, shit! Congratulations. Thank you very much. Wait, did my car have something to do with it? <laughs> Are you? Have, have yeah. you been having sex in Neil's car again? <laughs> we, la, last week, when you hear this, last week was Thanksgiving, so yeah. Neil thinks I had sex in his car, and then the bell just goes off on her head or something, and L- like like a, like a butterball turkey. Yeah, you can't tell anybody for like 
like a trimester. This you know is this, how, right? Yeah, I know, but this is how I envision it. You yeah. drive, you take my car, yeah. boom, you hit the radio. There's a good song playing. You pull, pull over. Go baby to, making music. Yeah, go to the back seat, and then boom, you just pop, you panic, and then that weekend you go to the store, get the test, yep. and it's blue, boom, and you tell me. All right, so what's the, I just want to, we'll close with this. If no you, safeness, wait, wait to her for sure. You just, boom, you let it right out on that Sky pregnancy. Rider. Four <laughs> seconds <laughs> When in. it turns, when it turns, <laughs> <laughs> the little plus When sign. it turns blue, boom, you're tweeting. All right, Neil, let's go for it. What song was playing on the radio when all this happened? When, all, when the when sweet lovemaking happened? Sweet lovemaking. What song would I be listening to? You mean for the baby? Yeah. What? Mm, Why did I pull call. over? Because it was such a good song. I'm going to say no song. You were listening to the Giants like football game on the radio. <laughs> no? You okay. had a chance to knock it out of the park. I, I know what song Hold was on. playing. Stroken by Clarence Carter. <laughs> Come on, Neil. You got one Prince, check. Purple Rain. <laughs> God. Michael Jackson. I don't know. Whatever you want. Just use your imagination out there, people. What, what, what was it? What's the payoff? What's uh, the nothing. Song? I'm waiting for you, Neil, to like <laughs> nail some really cool song. No song. It was the outfield. It was the callback to... Bef- All right, whatever. This is the most disappointing ending of a podcast. <laughs> Steven, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Uh, your Twitter is, is... Tell everybody. Uh, Steven Donovan, the number one. Nice. Come back, will you? I would love to. Love you. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye.